Welcome to the Mindset Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Carl. And my name is Didier. We, uh, we really had a cool, I mean, I had a cool idea for an intro song, but uh, this idiot couldn't organize it because it's copyrighted. Yeah, but that's was, my fault. We were going to have this cool, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have this cool <laughs> intro, another white guy with a podcast. Crypto. Jim, Jim bro. bro. Uh, anyway, so just imagine that played before we came on. Cool, eh? Today, we have Miranda Muller on the podcast. What's up, Miranda? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Very happy to be here. For those who don't know Miranda Muller, she's a very dedicated ultra runner. And she's one of my most dedicated clients. She's very tough. Like, nothing really shakes this woman. I have <laughs> put her through a lot of shit. Even from the first day she joined, <laughs> I decided to take her to run with the Blair Witch Project on the most easy, simple fucking trail in Cape Town. I found a way out to get lost and ended up in... Bundabashing through a valley. With fucking cut up legs. Dogs were... We had to lift the dogs up over everything. Exactly. That's below this Constantia. Constantia, exactly. We tried to take yeah. five feet yeah. up that valley as well. well it's we, so I learned a valuable lesson that day. Like, there is no such thing as a detour. There's no such thing as a shortcut. As <laughs> a shortcut, yeah. <laughs> we literally got back to the car and Jenna was like, what the fuck were you people doing? Like, how do you get lost on... It's a jeep track, out and back. I was like, don't ask Jenna. No, but obviously... Like, I don't know, but honestly, from that day... What you don't know is that actually sold me. I was like, yes, this is my kind of shit. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> and since then you've done some, I mean, you always, you're always up for anything. Eh? Running at night, like you love running. You, I yeah. mean, you're like me, you just love running at night. Like when I ask who wants to run this leg of 13 peaks or who wants to run this at night, you always like me, 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 me. Me, me, yeah. I do enjoy the evening. I mean, I wish we didn't live, I mean... We have to be aware living here, but I mean, I wish we didn't like, Yeah. and I could just send you on night runs all the time. Like I would just come with you. Fuck. Love a night run. I enjoy it because the, I can really get into the zone in night and running in the night. The flashlight just illuminates what you see. You're not anticipating any distance ahead or anything like that. You're just solely in the zone. I and mean, everyone else is just sleeping. Mm. It's like, a, it's like a fucking power. But um, you, you weren't always like that, Miranda. No, I wasn't. And you also, I mean, it's easy for us to talk about this because I have a PhD in fucking drug abuse. So <laughs> yeah. You've also come out of a, a drug, drug, drug war veterans. Yes. You're only two years clean, eh? So you can't call yourself a veteran yet. When you get to yeah. like seven, then you yeah. can start calling yourself a veteran. Still early days, young into recovery. Um, but yeah, I come from quite a long background in substance abuse and addictions. Um, I had my first eating disorder um, at the age of 14. That's where it all started. I was anorexic and then developed bulimia. Um, 
and as I got older that eventually you know progressed into alcoholism drinking too much um, and then into smoking weed chemicals drugs until eventually I was a full-blown cocaine addict and yeah alcoholic um, abusing the two on a daily basis and really just fucking up myself in my life um, I have been to rehab four times I tried to get clean countless times on my own and failed um, and then eventually it got so bad to the point where I was using my last bit of money to buy vodka instead of my last money putting electricity in my flat and I'll just sit in my flat drinking vodka in the dark because that's how warped and twisted my my um, priorities. priorities were at that time. Um, it got to a point where I would wake up, take a swig of vodka just to level out and then the whole cycle would, would, would continue um, and that went on for yeah till two, two and a half years ago um, and, did you did yeah. you start taking drugs to jaw or did you were you were you taking it to escape like do you remember because like, I mean yeah when I look back like also it's like I thought I was taking it to jaw but I was actually just taking it to escape like this no. toxic relationship that I fucking had at a very young age but it's like I just realised that when I took the drugs she didn't affect me anymore nothing she could do would would affect me and then I kind of got used to that like being able to block it out and like yeah. nothing fucking mattered and, and I would draw like I would have yeah. I would have a blast <laughs> no I, of course I, I definitely took it in the beginning because I thought I was drawing having a good time um, and eventually because that just became the norm I started to hate myself and so I would jaw to escape my own reality um so I didn't I couldn't look and look at myself in the mirror and like who I was and it was easier to go out meet a bunch of random people in in the bars and just become a different version of myself for those few hours that I was drinking and drugging um but then I'd always come home alone and have to be stuck with myself and hate myself. Um, and then that cycle would just continue the next day. Um, so I was definitely escaping also my own responsibilities. Um, I couldn't hold down any of my orders for my jewelry business. It was just going shit. Um, and... I mean, I had a really good family upbringing and stuff, and you could say maybe my parents getting divorced at the age of eight could have some could have had something to do with 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 my my addictions. Um, in hindsight, I think it had more of an effect than I than I than I think it did. Um, but I'm working through that now, and I'm not using it as an excuse, but it definitely did create friction within the family, which I then try to mediate and, you know, keep the peace between mom and dad, um, eventually to the point where I was taking on too much and trying to people please. So yeah, I kind of filtered out into my behavior and stuff like that. Um, 
How old are your parents? I mean, how old are you when your parents got divorced? Eight years old, yeah. Listen, she said eight. Yeah, Sorry. eight years old. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think it did impact me. Um, but I was also a rebel as well, a teenager growing up. I, I didn't want to be contained or controlled. And that's also, I think, where my bulimia came in. In hindsight, I, I've learned that it stemmed from a place of control where I, I couldn't control my environment because as a child I didn't have that, um, you know... Didn't have the skills. Didn't, also didn't have that agency because your parents, you know, put the rules on you. You know, I had a very strict... Um, mom, I had a very liberal father, and because they were divorced, you know, one weekend I could go out and draw in the clubs till four o'clock in the morning. My dad would drop me off, he would pick me up. I would then on the next weekend only be allowed out once, and then, you know, stay at home and do my homework for the rest of the weekend. So I also grew up in a very disjointed um, family dynamic. So like one weekend having complete free reign and the next mm. week not, you know. So mm. that I mean, also a lot of people are like mm. that. You and I have that. So it's yeah. like my dad come live with you, come live with my dad, and then you have no rules. Exactly. He gives you money, <laughs> God, money. Doesn't care what time you come home. And that so. suited me, you know. I could also then that's where I, my manipulation skills started coming mm. into play. Playing one parent against the other, and I mean it's not right, but that's what I did as a as a teenager, and I could really figure out who I could play and what I could say to get my way. So ultimately, whether I had a, a strict mom on this weekend or a, or a very liberal father on the other weekend, every weekend I was still going out because I was able to manipulate and lie. Do you, you know? feel that before this whole Australian journey and stuff, because I know that you've obviously changed as a human, but do you think that you developed a lot of like issues with like coping and maybe like running away from problems because of that so like you got so used to and i'm talking from my own experience but it's like you got so used to running to drugs and alcohol to like numb your pain that you basically don't like conflict like it's hard to oh 100 yeah, yeah it's like you're hard to hard to bring up you act kind of like you go back to like a childlike behavior where you throw your toys out the car or fight, but you actually don't know how to just like Deal with sit conflict. with someone and, and be like, look, Didier, yeah. you're irritating me a little bit. <laughs> no, I would not. I was not able to bring up any form of conflict. I shied away from it completely. It made me so uncomfortable. I would rather, exactly what you say, Kyle, escape and run away than deal with with that problem. Because we created that habit. Because it's, yeah. like, you know, yeah. it's like, I always say... When I was happy, I did drugs. When I was sad, I did drugs. When I was angry, when I was angry, I did drugs. I did drugs. Yeah. I just did drugs yeah. all the time, and you know, it starts off as this starts off fun, but it's so it's so fun. Yeah. You know, it's so fun. You got to hustle for money. You got to organize money. You know, it's it's funny. You can always get money for drugs. It's, it's yeah, no. I I I always use that mentality because the fact that I could feed a 75,000 rand cocaine addiction a month like I don't worry about getting money like for me it's easy to get money right yeah it's hard to keep it because drug addicts love to spend money because they know they can get the money do you know what I mean but I think you develop these characteristics where you just get so used to running away from your problems that 
when you get out of it, it's a lot of, you have to work on that. Like you, yeah. and I think that's why, you know, a lot of people like, they always try. I mean, you've tried, I tried for 14 years to white knuckle it. And you just, oh, I'm just, I'm not going to do it anymore. I've had enough. I'm not going to do it anymore. And you're like, what, you're just going to tie yourself up at home and just avoid people and blah, blah, blah. But the second you get triggered on Instagram, there's a jewel or... Yeah. And my friend was saying the other day, you can't even listen to music because it triggers him. Like, that's how bad it is. And it's like, you can't do that. If you're not working through your shit, like, if you're not working through, like, the program, like, the 12-step program, yeah. and you don't work through everything you've done, like... There's no chance, bro. Like, no. whenever I speak to someone and they're trying to get off drugs and I say, are you doing step work? Are you... Could you have a sponsor? Are you going yeah. to the meeting? And they're like, nah, I'm just going to do this by myself. I'm just... No. I think it's laughable. I'm just like, bro, okay, cool. Like, it's so but, important to yeah. have a, a support system in early recovery. I've met some badass people in the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> and if they couldn't get off... Mm. I met like some Hells Angel guys, like <laughs> they can't get off. Like if they're not tough enough, like you're not tough enough. And it's not easy. It's not fucking easy. You've got to change your entire circle of friends, your entire environment, the places you visited, and things that trigger you. And that's ultimately what I had to do. I, yeah, changed my whole circle of friends. I. And that's the hardest. It is the most I hardest spoke, thing. Didn't I speak about this in a different podcast? Yeah, you spoke about it in Didier's podcast yeah, as well. So. Yeah. yeah, I think that is the hardest thing for people to realize. And to understand. We'll and like the people <laughs> that you thought were friends that you were going out and drinking with, like, where are they when you get clean and sober? Hmm. You know, you learn very quickly who your true friends are and who are your drinking buddies that you only ultimately had one thing in common with, which was X and Y. Do you have any friends from that group that also managed to get clean and you've like managed to reconnect with? No. I do still see them around in town. Um, but, you know, it's not... I don't sit there and I, I don't judge them. Like, they can carry on with their lives, but they continue to drink and... Yeah, it's just a choice that you have to make to protect yourself, basically. I can't... I mean, and I drive past these places every day, Mm. and I I still see some of those people sitting there. And I just knew for myself, I couldn't be that person sitting there year after year, same time, every day, doing the same thing. Autopilot. People are... It's just the norm. I was like that for a good few years, yeah. It's the fucking norm. What, what snapped you out of it? What made you realize, like, I need to make a change? Um, so I had an experience uh, of death. A very, very close friend to me passed away. And it was her death that ultimately, I think, kind of kicked me in the butt and made me realize that, you know, there's three places where you can end up. It's jails, institutions, and death. And I'd been in an institution for four, for four times already. It was either going to be jailed or I was going to die. And, um, yeah, so that death it really it sobered me up. And I then, yeah, again, it was a Tuesday afternoon. I remember it so clearly. It was four, exactly four months after she had passed away. And I was sitting on my apartment floor 
it was 10 o'clock in the morning and I had already finished 200 milliliters of neat vodka mm. and I just was bawling my eyes out and I was like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I can't do this anymore. So I got myself a bag, sobered up and then drove myself to Komiki, um, Stepping Stones and I checked myself in for the fourth time. Um, and that was it. Yeah. I just surrendered and asked for help again. Was there, is there like a different feeling in that last time than the times before? Yeah. Like emotionally? Emotionally, What what is the difference? Um, it was a complete and utter surrender. The other times I did not surrender fully. I still held the door open because I wasn't yet finished in my heart. Yeah. You know, taking my last line or doing my, my, my last drink. I also believed that I could control it, but I can't control it. Like you're trying to convince, you're trying to convince yourself you're trying to get better, but deep down you know. I knew I not. couldn't. I really just for learned. the just for the rest. Yeah. Give my yeah. Li- my liver a rest. I just learned that I cannot drink alcohol. Yeah. One is too many, and a thousand is never enough. There's all these little sayings in in the fellowship, and they are so fucking true. Yeah, I didn't know when to stop, and um, yeah. So you had to get to a point where you were just like, I can't do this yeah. by myself anymore. No. And the life no. that I will end up in is just too... No, it was so unmanageable. And I was destroying every single family relationship I had, friendship I had. Um, yeah, I was just going down a very dark path. And I knew, like, also, this is not... This is not what I had in the card, like what I thought I had in the cards for me, you know. And then I realized, fuck, the only person who who can really help you is yourself. You know, no one's going to do the work for you. And then she found you, Kyle. Yeah. Somehow. On Instagram, I'm guessing. Yeah, on Instagram and through another member of the community, she told me that, you know, I think this this group is totally for you you should you should really sign up and see what it's all about you'll fit in so much and so i did on the first of january i called kyle up in 2021 the first of january yeah i started with you on the fifth <laughs> wild yeah Little new year's resolution yeah, yeah yeah well i woke up and i was like oh my gosh i have an entry to the whale trail and i haven't trained because it's been covid and you know, I need a coach. And so I phoned Carl, asked him if he would coach me. And boom, I started. Because back then I was working on the 1st of January. I, was, <laughs> I didn't take one fucking day off for two years yeah. to build this thing. I yeah. answered and said, cool, let's go. Yeah. I actually signed up a few people on Christmas. Yeah. And so I've been... I remember that. I was driving. Since. Where the fuck was I driving to? I think I was driving to a session. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Little did you know what Miranda would become in, in this community and your life. Mm. Yeah, I just kind of mentioned to you, look, I also come from a background of substance abuse and addiction. And, 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 and I'd that. heard your podcast. I'd heard your podcast. And that's where I like really resonated with your whole... When I hear that, like, I, I get like a bit fucking... When people... Obviously, a lot of people message me about addiction and when I used to speak about it a lot. And I asked me to sponsor them and all this stuff. And I've just had like, I understand what it takes to get off drugs. Mm. And like, I understand. Mm. It takes every fucking yeah. thing. 
it takes everything. And then people will say like, oh yeah, I'm with a type of injection, blah, blah, how long are you clean for? No, I'm clean for like three months, okay. So have you deemed it? So, no, no, I'm just, I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't have any faith because this is like, I just have no, I have no evidence that you can do that. Like every person I know has got off drugs has had to fucking work on themselves and had to go through 12 step program. Like all my friends that are like 14 mm. years clean and shit like that. Like they all did it. I did it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, because you need to change your fucking, the person you are basically. Yeah. Do you understand? So when people say that, like, not a lot of people get off drugs, eh? Like, what is the statistics? Not a lot no, of people... No, the statistics are against us. Yeah, not a lot of people you. get off drugs. So when people say, oh, they're a drug addict, they're either a mean motherfucker or, mm. like, they're just going to spiral soon. And it hurts me to watch these people spiral, especially if they're not putting in the work. Yeah. It's like when I used to write diets for people. Like, I fucking hate it because it's so easy to like change your body composition like you just have to follow these steps but like they don't want it bad enough and then they just well that's the thing you, you, you need to mm. have wanted bad enough in order to stop drugs because it will be the hardest thing you'll ever do in mm. your life and it's like if someone doesn't lose weight that's cool boo just <laughs> carry on being like that I don't give a fuck but if I'm helping someone get off drugs like dude I'm gonna be dragging that motherfucker outside of a bar 12 that's just gonna ruin my yeah. life because I'm gonna like the way I coach people like imagine how serious I take that then it's like fuck yeah so I just said yeah we'll coach you I'm but not- I would never sponsor a fucking someone but I think I've kind of sponsored her yeah. <laughs> just unofficially but I must say the relapses, the three relapses that I had previously, like I needed to go through to get mm. to this one last point, you know, you need to fail enough times um, for you to actually learn from each one. And I did learn from each one. Um, but the most important thing was, is that I continued and carried on trying, you know. I got to the point where I just up. wanted to make my life so bad that I would just die. Mm. Like I was doing stupid things for like fuck. Yeah. Stupid things. And uh, then it's like, you know, and then I just wanted to kill myself. Just trying to get guns to shoot myself. It's like, you just, it's like, let me make my life so bad that it's easy to pull that trigger. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, let's get, no, let's get it that fucking bad. And then my, I phone my friend and he, or I just, you know, fall on my knees and start praying and then ended up in a thing and, Beg this man to help me. And it's like, I think everyone... What's... I was actually saying to Delia earlier. Because obviously we're doing this whole course with the clients and stuff. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's our goal to like, how can we get people to improve themselves? You know what yeah. I mean? How can we... Without having to say, pay us 10 grand a month because then you're highly fucking invested. And then, you know, if you pay me 10 grand a month, you'll do the diet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'll do the diet. If I tell you to do this, you'll do that. Because you pay me 10 grand a month. Like, it hurts you in your pocket. But, like, there must be a different way to get people to do this. And I said to him, you know, unfortunately, I mean, it's just like addiction. Like, people need to hit rock bottom. Like, Mm. people... Like, Buddha, right? Buddha came to me the first time I fucking met Buddha and... We lost like 50 kilos because the doctor, he went for his, he went to a doctor and the doctor's like, how old's your kid? He's like, one. He's like, you won't live to see your fucking kid's third birthday. 
and he came to me and said, I need to lose 50 kilos. And we lost 50 kilos in six months. And I boxed every fucking day. He ate only what I told him. Yeah. But it's like people need to get that shock in, his, yeah. in their life. You know what I mean? And it's sad because it's like, why do we have to get that shock? Like, you know, if you're getting a bit unhealthy, like, let's sort it out. Like, I don't think people understand. It's like, if you're not a naturally thin person and you don't want to be fat, you're going to have to build a good relationship with food. You're going to have to like... Build a relationship with exercise as well. You're going to have to count calories in the beginning and understand portion control. And you're going to have to like understand like you can't eat out every fucking night. And, you know, take responsibility for that. Like, I don't understand. You know, like people come to you and they're like 35. Like I've got some friends that I'll help. And it's just like, bro, when is this going to get in your fucking head? Like you can't eat shit. Like, you need to diet. Because every week you phone me unhappy and depressed because you're fat. Yeah. I think it's just when, like, the discomfort of your bad choices in your life are not as uncomfortable as the changes you need to make. Wow. And that's where you get stuck. It's like everyone in winter. Like, everyone stops training in winter. How many people come to our sessions? But then the second the sun comes up, they're on panic fucking mode. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, I need to get fit. I need to get healthy. Oh, my God, all my friends oh, are going to the beach and I've put on so much fucking weight. Oh, my God, let me just go on. A, I'm going keto. I'm going keto. I'm going to eat four lettuce leaves. They want quick results. egg whites. I'm going to eat two egg whites a fucking day and I'm going to run 50 Ks a fucking week. Like, I need to get, like, it's like, bro, just, why didn't you just control this in winter, bro? Yeah. Because it's baggy clothes and there's no beach and there's no thing. But it's like, if you just get it in your head, then people should realize like, if you want to look good, you're going to have to eat healthy. You're going to have to sleep. You're going to have to train. Just do it all the fucking time. Yeah. You don't have to like push yourself for four weeks, overtrain, get burnt out or whatever. Just do it consistently for the rest of your life. Because honestly, you have to do it for the rest of your life. Well, you have to change your entire lifestyle that's what i had to do as a drug addict we had to go from drinking and drugging every day to training and eating well every day and that's what i did i ultimately came home at 4 30 in the morning after a jaw to waking up at 4 30 in the morning to go and run i did a complete 180 on my life and it wasn't comfortable in the beginning it was difficult getting up at 4 30 in the morning but now it's become such a habit where it's it's comfortable. It's so easy. <laughs> it's, it's so, so easy. Slack. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the most important thing, what I found in joining you guys and Mindset Movement was the community aspect of it. And for the first time in my life, feeling like I've, I belong to a tribe. And I found a tribe and people that push me and who are also invested in my own goals and want to actually see me achieve them, you know. Um, and keep you accountable exactly support you it really 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 is the first group that I am proud to be a part of and a group where you know I call my family you guys really have become yeah a family for me (laughs) (laughs) you're a family too Miranda Like, I'm very, very, very invested in this because I've seen how it works and I've seen how I've improved. I've seen, like, a Fast and Furious fucking thing. Yeah, I'm at the head of the table. (laughs) We should pack out some Coronas and relax. (laughs) (laughs) Efforts for family. Yeah, I mean, like, it's amazing to see your, um, 
your progress because obviously you, you, you phoned me that day and then you came and then I got you lost uh, in the woods. And as I've said to you before, it's like, it's amazing to train you because you completely understand process. But that's because you have evidence of you did a 12-step process and, and you got off drugs, right? So I think it's a bit more than that because you need to have the fucking will. Like you need to, you know, like, Honestly, like if you if you want to fucking lose weight, if you're a fat person, I was gonna say fat fuck, but I'm getting cancelled on my third thing. But if you're a fat fuck, cancel me, whatever. If you're a fat fuck and you're like, I need to lose weight, like I'm gonna do everything to fucking lose weight. I'm gonna get a dietitian. Oh, I don't like dietitians. I'm gonna get someone who knows what they do doing with dieting. I'm gonna follow that diet 100%. Do what he says get a trainer, fucking go and train. I'm going to prioritize that. I'm going to stop mm. drinking alcohol. Mm. I'm going to stop drooling on the weekends. I'm going to stop fucking ordering KFC at two o'clock in the morning because I'm hungover. Like, you stop all that shit, bro, you'll lose weight. If you go fucking balls in, you'll fucking lose weight. Do you know what I mean? And if you have really had enough, you know, and I think people get to this point where they've just had enough of yeah. taking drugs and shit yeah. and it's consumed their life and they hate themselves for it and they dive into this 12, like, I didn't go to rehab, right? I didn't have money to fucking go to rehab. I only had money to do cocaine. Mm. I didn't have money to go to rehab. But, any addict will understand that joke, right? <laughs> I had money to do cocaine, but I had money to go to rehab. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's like everyone. Everyone has money to eat junk food and stuff, but no one has money to buy whey protein. That's way too expensive. But when you have, in your mind, officially given up, you will do everything. Like, you will go and you will, you know, it's a difference between sitting and doing the 12-step program and, like, fucking studying it. It's like you're studying it like it's your, it's like your Bible. Like, it's like, this is the steps. This is what I'm going to do. And you trust in that process. Trust in the point where it's like, you need to give this to a higher power. You don't go, oh, I don't believe in God. You just go, high power, cool. Okay. Who do I believe in? Boom. Like, help me. Like, help me. Because this is not, what I'm doing is not working for me. Obviously. Yeah, your own will got you there. Yeah. Like, let me just do what these motherfuckers tell me yeah. to do, right? And then you go, so you need that will. You need that will to... to surrender. To surrender. Like, you have to fucking, like, you will do anything. Right? I mean, anything in life's like that. If you have the will to do it, you will never give up. And that's like with the 12 step. Like, you're not going to give up. Like, you're not going to fucking give up. Like, I did it for 14 years. Tried to... I didn't... Mm. The only thing I didn't give up was the drugs. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it's like... Eventually, you're just like, well, it's done. And then it's just amazing how you just completely change. But you understood that when it came to the training. So, it, it, it just reflected on your results because it was like okay cool i'm gonna pay this guy to train me he's gonna give me a program and i'm gonna be like a normal person and follow what the fucking i paid the guy for shout out to all my clients that that think they know better but you're just gonna follow the fucking program right so i pay this guy who i 100 percent believe that he invested his whole life into training people Right? I'm going to let him do his job and it's going to follow his thing 100%. And that's all you did. You just followed it 100%. To a point where you actually took it way too serious. But we'll talk about that just now. But it's like, you know, you just did everything. Every strength session. I mean, you are, before cracking your fucking knee, 
a hundred percent my most consistent clients, and that and that all comes down to the fact that you have never missed a strength session. No. Never fucking ever has this chick missed. Twice a week religiously. Bro, um, twice a week she does her fucking strength. Did you learn? Okay, is a machine. She does her strength, right? Okay, she does her stretching. If anything's tight, she stretches. She does her, her foam rolling. She's 100% in, just like she was to get off drugs, right? And look what, like, I mean, look what, she ran her first 100K and won outright, beating all the men and the women and the non-binary. <laughs> she won, she just won, okay? So, yeah, I mean, look at that. That right? was a great experience. And that was amazing. And into, like, what, 70-kilometer headwinds. Yeah. Like, I, was, I ran with her, like, 25Ks, and even I was like, this is shit, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is shit. I was electric, eh? I took my shirt I, off because I was I didn't I was like a notice cut. it. You didn't I didn't notice it. it. She never fucking said to me, because obviously you know me, I'll never bring up anything with her. Yeah, yeah. And from the start of that race to the end, like, our car almost blew fucking over, right? Like... Jared, you know, Jared always pops his tire. We pop Jared's tire and we can't change the tire because the car's swaying from side to side. We couldn't jack it up because it would have got thrown off. So we had to like, oh, he fucking just don't tell his dad that we just drove into the, the end, right? <laughs> but uh, it's an outing Jared, yeah. No, yeah, his dad's on the scene to this. Hopefully. <laughs> Jared, uh, Jared. Uh, so you, you, you were just I didn't in the feel zone. it. And I think it was because I started running in the afternoon, three o'clock the previous day. And I think the wind just gradually picked up that I just gradually got accustomed to the knots picking up and me not feeling it. But I didn't, it didn't really, yeah, it just wasn't something that came into my mind. But it was like, just cool. Cause I mean, that's what I've trained is I just don't bring it up. Yeah. Like, what's going to do? You're not going to change the weather. No. And I was just amazed because it was like, I would have, I would have made a joke. Like, you know what I mean? I would have like, you know, like, that's how I always am. I'd just be like, fuck, I wish this wind would pick up a bit. <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, you know, obviously I've done that before, like, you can see, as you can see. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I wish this wind would, what, what did I say? I wish this wind would kick down and get a bit cold because it was 55 yeah. degrees. <laughs> But it's like I like I would make a sarcastic joke, but she didn't even fucking mention like she didn't even say like jeez I was a swim, but I was running into that, and I'd already told Choppy that I would run the last uh, like thirty k's with him the next morning, yeah. so I was like twenty five k's, and I was like no Miranda you got it from here, take it over. No, but really you lacing up and running those twenty five k's with with me. You know, it was amazing to boost my morale as well. And I think that also just shows your dedication as a coach to your, how much you invested in your clients. I was just fucking bored, you know. It's like you drive, <laughs> drive behind someone for 200 kilometers. Uh, yeah, it's pretty boring. It was, yeah, cool time. What do you, what do you, how do you deal with, like, negativity when you run? Because I think we all have our own different ways. But, like, do you talk to yourself or...? Um, she listens to Blink-182. I know, Honestly. on blast. What, what happens when, when that battery dies? I, I, guess, I guess you told her to listen to Blink-182. Who? Me, you fucker. Did you? <laughs> well, I, I think my dad just said to just listen to Blink-182. I, I, I know, she heard it in my car. 
Paris. She yeah, always loved car. Blink. And so you use music. I use music, but I also enjoy listening to my own breath and, you know, going silent. But when, when I do hit a pain cave, like I remember at the 12 hour of darkness, like I was in a bad mood because my knees were sore. Um, I kind of just take myself back to how I felt when I was on drugs mm. and how shitty I felt waking up hungover and compare the two. Like I'm choosing to put myself through the suffer fest and I'm in like I can grow from this and I can really, really learn something about myself. So it's nothing like no pain feels worse than how it was back then. Yeah. You know, so I guess I just, yeah, welcome, welcome it because I can't fight it. If I fight it, then I'm just going to go spiral, yeah, you spiral can't, more. Yeah, you can't yeah. fight like negative. I don't know. I, I can't fight it. If I fight it, I'll just get wound up with myself. No, exactly. And then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that ties into, you know, also accepting where you are on that mm. run and that pain and then surrendering to it. As soon as you stop fighting, then it actually just dissipates, you know. It's like I'm running for what, what else did you think Expect was going to happen, okay. yeah. Like, and you, like, you signed off with that. Like, yeah. you, no one, I've said to a lot of clients, like, I, I didn't ask you to do this. But I actually also enjoy it. Like I some enjoy the, the pain. 12 I hours enjoy of the darkness. suffering. Some of them have 12 hours of darkness yeah. for, like, wine. And I'm like, I mean, you fucking paid me to come here. I don't ask you to do this, bro. Yeah. Stop if you want to stop. Yeah, really I really, I really enjoy like the battle. Not the, it's not a battle, but it's like the 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 feeling of how strong you are when you go through it. Yeah. Like you feel like you you grow immensely and you're totally. you're proud of yourself, you know. And I play that movie forward. I tell myself, how good are you gonna fucking feel? Mm. Your legs are gonna feel heavy. They're gonna feel stiff. But that is like the best feeling that any, I think, ultra experiences. <laughs> like when your body is so wrecked, but in a good way. That's what I, I look forward to at the end of it. Um, yeah. So what I wanted to say is, this is all romanticized. It's so pretty. Like you just got off drugs and then you got into ultra and then you won your ultra and it's like whatever. But it hasn't been that pretty, yeah? No, it hasn't. And I think people like, you know, especially with today and like Instagram, like you can paint a pretty little picture. Yeah. But I want to talk about actually, if you don't mind, like the rough bits. Because yeah, we've sat here many a time with you crying on my shoulder and having to deal with uh, like a lot of things that like, addicts would deal with and like other people but I mean like well, the most recent one was oh not the most recent one but I mean obviously you you got to a point where you took it way too serious and you started to think well actually I mean without me knowing you well you told me that you told your parents that this running thing keeps you clean yeah and I was like what and you said, yeah, well, my parents understand, like, they don't really understand why I'm doing this, but they understand that it keeps me clean. And I said to you, Randa, you're not clean because you run, you're clean because you gave up fucking drugs. Like, you're not cross-addicting, yeah? Yeah. And I just, was afraid that I was cross-addicting, yeah. And you were just, and you just started crying. Yeah. And I said, you're not cross-addicting because I said to you, what makes you 
I, I said feel to you, most alive. Well, when do you feel most alive? And you said that was when you're running by yourself in the mountains. Yeah. You know, and I've had people cross addicts and like I had to like try to help them. I know what cross addiction is. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when it starts to consume you, when you won't rest. But, you know, when I tell you to rest, you rest. And I, I don't think, you know, I think that's a very fine line because you don't want to do that because that's just you looking for other coping skills. And you know that I'm fucking against that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you need to deal with your problems. You must run because you love it. Yeah. And it shouldn't be something that you're using to cope. Because, I mean, running's a fucking stress. And all these people yeah. that say, like, I, I run to alleviate stress. It makes no fucking sense, okay? That's like, that's like your toes sore so you hit your fucking elbow in the wall. It's, yeah. bro, it's, it's pain. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And, and running's a stress, uh, running's a stress, fucking mental stress, whatever, but like you can't use a different stress to alleviate other stress, yeah. do you understand? And, and I mean, we proved the point now because you literally got taken out of running and you're completely fine. Like, we yeah. just focus on, on other aspects of your life right now. But, I mean, you're fine. Bar, no, yeah, totally. Bar, bar five new tattoos that I can see on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I put too much... <laughs> That's less than 1% additional, so... <laughs> Yeah, my former therapy. I put too much self-imposed pressure on myself to stick to the program perfectly mm. and stuff like that. And I didn't allow myself time, uh, an opportunity to be fluid in my training or to adapt or to be become adaptable. So it was negatively affecting, you know, some friendships. And it got to the point where I, you know, would always decline a Friday night invitation because... You know, I knew I had a long run on a Saturday. Um, and sometimes, you know, friends would bring up that, aren't you going a little bit too hard, you know? And so I just had to totally reassess and allow for some adaptability within my training program. And as soon as I had that conversation with you, Kyle, I took the, the, the pressure off myself and things immediately started to, to get better. You know, you gave me... It's almost like I needed to tell Kyle, get, ask Kyle for permission to take the pressure off myself, <laughs> which is so weird. But I um, eventually did that and everything else got better. My friendships got better. I went out to the movies on a Friday night to go watch Barbie. And then I just did my long run a little bit later the next morning. You know, I didn't know that I could deviate from my program because I was also just so afraid to deviate from my program. And I think that fear also comes in from you know, my past and the, the, the drugs and stuff. Like, if I deviate from the program, then, you, you know, be, I can, I can risk, you know, relapse and stuff like that. And I think... Um, and I, need, but you, I really do believe in the beginning I needed that structure. In the beginning, I really needed to stick to the program 100% to mm. form that, create, that, 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 that positive habit. Now that, that those positive habits are so strongly, you know, reinforced, they are enforced in my life so strongly now, I can play around with changing my program up a bit to allow for some more uncomfortability because it's comfortable for me to get up now at 4.30 yeah. in the morning. And you said, but now we can 
run in the afternoon, that's uncomfortable for me because I like to get stuff done early in the morning. Yeah. You know? And I think some people need that. I, I, you know, it's all... What people don't realize is we're all different mm. and we all need different approaches. Yeah. And unfortunately, some people need extreme measures and people might be like, oh, that's so extreme. Like, if I wanted to do... I don't have a good relationship with food, right? Like, I'm an addict. So, if I start eating sugar, I'm yeah. probably not... Okay, I won't stop, right? I know that. So, if I say to someone, I want to... I'm losing weight now and I don't have a cheat meal. Oh, but that's so extreme. You can have at least one cheat meal. It's much harder for me to have a cheat meal because I have... I won't stop. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. I just don't, so, whatever. So I don't, wanna, is the best. I don't wanna put myself through that, right? And, you know, you can get to a point where then you're happy with your body composition and then you can fucking add a cheat day if you want and you'll stay, I know that because like from bodybuilding or whatever, like if I eat my diet 100% and like this is me personally, the whole week and one day I have a cheat day and I do it on my like long run, my body stays the exact fucking same, boom. So yeah, maybe I get a bit extreme in the beginning to get to those results. But also to me, it's not extreme because extreme for me is like having to put myself through that cheat meal and then having to stop. Especially if I have that cheat meal on a Saturday. Yeah. So like you have a cheat meal on a Saturday night and then Sunday you're like, oh, oh just one more day. And yeah. it's like, you know what's extreme for me? Extreme for me is dieting the whole fucking week and screwing it up the whole weekend. Like mm. that's psycho. Mm. So you literally got nowhere, right? Mm. And I think for you, because you were coming up, yeah. When I started Mindset Movement, I started it for, for people like us. Because the biggest thing that I understand is when you want to change your life, and I said this on the podcast, people don't really support you because you're hanging around fucking people that live the life that you are living at the moment. Right, and it's very hard. I mean, look, I mean, looking at our age, I mean, I don't fucking make friends, but it's like, mm. I'm not gonna go out and make new friends now. Like, are you joking? Mm. Like, I literally hired Didier, and like, he's become my, one of my five friends. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> five, let's not over exaggerate. <laughs> oh, my wife's got two. Like four <laughs> 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 No, but um, no, I think I have five friends. Uh, but. You know, with mindset movement, it's like you can you can step out of that fucking you can step out of that life and just come into this community, and like you come in the morning, like these people wake up early and train every morning. Like if they are people that wake up and train every single morning, these are the people that go to bed early. If these people are going to bed early, these are the people not fucking jawling and shit. Mm. You hang around the people that come at six o'clock on a Saturday morning. These are these people are fucking getting after it, right? Yeah. These people are getting after it. Make friends with them. Hang around them. And they'll take you in. Like, hang around them. Now, immediately, maybe they're not your friends, but you've got people that you can talk to. Mm. You know, you can say to them, you're very fuck, this is cool, whatever. And we all go for coffee. I mean, you all go for coffee afterwards and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. And you're all in the groups and stuff like that. But it's like, you're all doing the same thing. Like, it's a whole cliche, like-minded people. I don't know what people are like-minded about, but... Everyone's advertising like-minded. But I mean, for me, like-minded, these people are just 
they just want to improve themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you get these few people, maybe if it's just even one that you can relate to. Like, I mean, you guys are close. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm close with you guys, you know? Yeah. And, and like, obviously I live my life in, in, in this way. Like, I don't go drinking and all that shit. I don't go out and like, I just train and work on my business and shit like that. And that for me is just what I like to do, okay? I used to draw, I just, I don't, I couldn't do it anymore. I, I just couldn't. And I just do that because that's what I love. Like, someone said to me once, like, how do you make these sacrifices? And I thought to myself, like, I, I don't make any sacrifices, <laughs> except for maybe food, right? And then... They're like, yo, but you, you, you go to bed early. I'm like, that's not a sacrifice. If I had to stay up late, that's a fucking that's a sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. Like when people ask me to do stuff at like seven o'clock at night. Like, I get anxious saying yes. When I'm doing that, <laughs> like, th like this course that I'm doing tonight on Zoom at six o'clock, that's a sacrifice, bro. That's, that's late, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm staring at my screen until like seven, half past seven. It's probably going to affect my sleep. That's a massive sacrifice. I agree with right? you. Right? But these people think it's like not going out and not doing this is a sacrifice. Like, no. I don't like that anymore either. Yeah. I like to train, dude. Like mm. now I've got this little bit of a niggle in my hip and it like irritates me because I just like to train. Like, and I like to train. Like I, li I like to run. I just like to run, bro. However fucking slow I run or whatever. I just do my thing and I get better and eventually I'll do my race. And it's like, I like it. It's not a sacrifice to me. And I think people need to get that out of their mind. Like, yeah. oh, make sacrifices. Yeah. Like, do you understand that everything you're doing is just sacrificing where you were going to be? You know what I mean? All those Sacrifice times, my entire 20s. It's like you drinking wine every night. You sacrificing your REM sleep. You are yeah. sacrificing your REM sleep for anything. But it's like, that's a massive sacrifice. For me, that's worse than anything. Sacrificing your fucking rims. No ways, bro. Then I'm fucking dormant. <laughs> then you're out of it. Yeah, then I can't be creative. My day's shit. I can't write stuff for the platform. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, that's a major sacrifice. And I think people must understand that. It's like, what are you sacrificing? Like, what are you doing that's, make, that's sacrificing the person you want to be? Yeah. And if you, like... You know, I deal with, I have some people I do diets for. I don't do that, don't ask me. But I have some people that I do help, right? And I got a guy and he was like, oh, he messaged me. He's like, they're fucking battling. Like they've got this whole buffet at work and like it's Friday afternoon and it's a massive buffet. And I said, do me a favor, look at everyone around the buffet. Do you want to look like them? Yes or no? Mm. He said, no. I said, then get the fuck away from the buffet. Look at all the people getting drunk into Uber and vomiting out the thing. Look at them. Do you want to be like them? If not, don't do that. Yeah. Look at the people that wake up early and go fucking running and smash their fucking... I mean, in the group, if we're talking about the running group, they're smashing their thing. If you want to be like them, then you have to live like them because the only reason they like that is because they live like yeah. that. Okay. And unfortunately, that's the way it is. Like, you're yeah. not going to be on your... If you're drinking every night, you're not going to be performing at your best. And if you think you are, like, you could just be performing way better. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, what sacrifice do you want to make? Do you want to sacrifice your goal? Or do you want to sacrifice going out with your, with your friends? Because, I mean, it's like, yeah. but you can go out with your friends, you can still do that. And that's what I've, I've, I've spoken to you about. It's like, you know, speak to these people so they understand... 
how important these goals are to you because your goals are big, right? Yeah. You, you, you two are some of the few people that have very, very serious. Your goals are serious, right? I wouldn't talk, tell you what they are, but your goals are fucking serious. And to get your goals, like, you need to mm-hmm. work hard. Mm-hmm. And you need to work harder, much harder than the average fucking yeah. person who just wants to compete, compete or just, you know, like... Yeah. Or just get fit or... Just get a medal, you yeah. know? Like, you want to win, right? So it's like, if you want to win, you have to do certain things. Yeah. And you need to understand what those things are. And then you need to communicate them with the fucking people around yeah. you. And then if they don't understand that, like, I mean, I don't understand if why they wouldn't understand. Yeah. Like, if they loved you. Yeah. Because if if, 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 to me, the only close people around me love me. And, dude, I mean, you know my background. I have, I still have... Gangster friends, yeah. they will never fucking chew me about running or yeah. come out drinking. Or, they'll never. They love what I do. They yeah. tease me sometimes. Yeah. Oh, fuck, but you just like it run all the time. Yeah. But they respect the fact that I do it. And, and, and they're always the first person to message me when I've done it. I'm so fucking proud of you, bro. Yeah. So proud of you. Whenever I go see them, they talk about me to their friends. Oh, this is my mate, Jay. This fucking had done this. Yeah. He was a fuck up and blah, blah, blah. Like, they're proud of me, right? Yeah. And it's like people are too scared to ask for like support. And once you have those people in your corner, then you need to realize you need to support them as well. That's the next point I wanted to bring up. Yeah, you taught me, well, I learned that ultra running is actually, it's it's very, it can become a very selfish sport. If you just, it's all Mm. about you, you, you. And it was becoming like that for me. I neglected completely like friends and you know, no, it was me and my goals. And as soon as I, you know, like started to think about them, it opened up a conversation, me sharing their, my goals and getting them to understand where I was coming from, allowed them to also tell me about their goals. And so it, you know, created compromise and an understanding of each other's, um, Got a little delivery here, so we're gonna pause. Yeah. Okay, well, Carl's delivery arrived. What did you get, bro? Nutricon, keeping me ripped to shit. That's a this weight. <laughs> That's like, the biggest box of supplements I've ever seen. Because the weight concentrate, bro. Do you know how. Oh, yeah. Have you had the weight concentrate? No, no, no. Have this, get the Nutricon weight concentrate. I mean, they do sponsor me, so... But I mean, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> just, just put that out there. But honestly... That's code mindset for 10% code off. Code mindset for 10% off. <laughs> oh, we have a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> but uh, this Nutricon way, you get this, and you make a shake with fucking ice. Like, it's if you don't one. like that, just stay at fucking McDonald's. Okay. Bro. Because that is so filling. What, what were you saying again? Uh, I was just saying how... Yeah, explaining your goals to family and friends allows a conversation for them to also explain their goals to you. And then you can help support them as well because it's a give and take relationship, any kind of friendship or or relationship. You need to support that person as well in order to expect someone to support you. And everything fucking changes when it's... It is a big difference when it's like, hey... Come out with us on Friday night and you got big back to back run or whatever and you're like, no, can't do it and they're like, oh, no, I resent you. But you're like, look, can't do it tonight, but um, 12 o'clock tomorrow, I'm free the whole yeah. day. And 
let's get together there. I see nothing wrong with that, bro. Yeah. Go, go do a long run. Go chill with your friends. Eat a fucking pizza to recover. Stay out the whole day with them. Make yourself even more tired and then go run on those tired mm-hmm. legs the next day. I, I approve of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, especially with ultra runners. Go do that. Make your yeah. life tough. But also, it's like, see your friends. But it's like, negotiate with these people. Yeah. You know? Or look, this weekend I can't. Because, I mean, that's normal anyway, right? Yeah. How many people just drop it? It's like, hey, this Friday we're doing this. Cool, bro. Look, can't do this Friday, but next week, maybe a recovery week or whatever, mm. um, let's go away for the weekend. How's that? Yeah. Then things are a lot different, bro. Like, things mm. are different. But when, you, when it's all me, 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 bro, you can't expect people to support yeah. you. Like, you need to support them. Find out what they're fucking interested in. Yeah. Go support them. I... I love it when my wife does a CrossFit competition. Yeah. We've all gone. And she hates it. But I love to support her. Like, she's like, I'm going to do this for cello thing. I'm like, fucking, I'm in, bro. Pom-poms, let's go. And she's like, no, 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 don't come make a fucking scene there. And it's like, <laughs> I love her. I mean, when she ran that... She's all about support, eh? Yeah. When she ran the that, when she ran that maxi race, that's, oh my fuck! That one was a seven k. She came she, in be, blazing, <laughs> and people were going. No, when she ran mutt, people were. Uh, I actually teared. Yeah. Because she was so cute, bro. And and I maxi, forgot that video. <laughs> and maxi, everyone was fucking screaming for her. But it's like support those people. Like I dig it. What do you want to do? Like every Friday we have a date day. Every single Friday, and yeah. you know it's like. I'm working fucking hard. Didier just watches me, but I'm working very hard. Didier also working hard. We we working very hard. <laughs> That's the first compliment. You know the thing is, we working very hard now. Like fuck, dude. Sometimes I mean, this morning I was awake. What time? Four o'clock. Like got up, been doing work since then. But it's like, and I'll do that. And I'm happy to do that. And I'll have Zoom calls till fucking half past seven tonight. But it's like. I'm happy to work that hard and, and Jenna's doing the fucking gym and she's training people and you know every I've said to her look every Friday you decide what we're going to do and we go do it you know she comes up with the shittest dates so if you guys want to send us some cool um, date ideas date options because she always comes up with the same thing and it's picnic and it's picnic and kayaking and it's always fucking windy and raining so I actually took it to Muyo I'm trying to kill because every week it's the same dates. It's kayaking, picnic, and uh, Kirstenbosch. So to kill one of those out, so she couldn't do them again, I took her to Kirstenbosch to Moyo to have a picnic. Right? Unfortunately, the fucking weather was shit and they wouldn't do a picnic outside, so I couldn't kill those two. And kayaking, she works to she works too late on a Friday to go kayaking, mm. so I need options. But every single Friday. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, the, the other day I came up with the best dates. We went to Culp Bay and just sat and had a... Had we sat cream. and just had an ice cream and looked at people. And I thought that was the coolest date. Like, it was just chill. Yeah. We just sat there and ate a fucking ice cream. And, mm. yeah. It's... It's our time. time. Yeah, but she know? fucking... You don't understand how she loves that. Like, she... People say, oh, can, Carl, can you jump on a call with me? on Friday? She's like, that's my time. Like, she takes it, so she yeah, loves it, yeah, like, you know? Yeah. And when you, you, people understand, it's like, you can work so hard and you can invest yourself into the things you want to do is if you just give 
the other people in your life just a bit of time. And you don't need a lot, you know? Like, that's a Friday afternoon. And she doesn't mind if I work on a Saturday. She doesn't mind if I work on a Sunday. She doesn't care. Yeah. Right? But as long as I just give her that Friday, and as long as you communicate that with people, and, you know, unfortunately in life, to get far, you need to push, and you need to work hard, and you need to sacrifice, or whatever. (laughs) Whatever the people think is sacrifice. But it's like... You need to do all those things. And that's why most people don't get anywhere because they're just not willing to fucking do that. But if you can hone on one thing and focus and, you know, set time for the people you love. Yeah. And also, like, audit the people around you. Like, I say this in every fucking podcast, but if people don't support you, like, you need to maybe re-look at things. Mm. Because sometimes you outgrow people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not their fault and there's nothing wrong with them. But sometimes you come to a fork in your life where you want to choose a different fucking route and maybe people don't really share those goals with you. Yeah, I know. I had to cut people out of my life. And you're good at that because you understand it because we had to do it with drugs. It's like, you cannot be friends with drug addicts. Sorry, dude. Boom, boom, boom. My fucking best friend, Rudy... Taught me that, right? Because, I mean, he tried so hard to get me clean. The one day he sat down and he was like, here we go, give me your phone. Fucking took my phone, gave me a new phone. He's like, there's one number on there, man. Yeah. Fuck off. You don't have any other friends. Yeah. It took me very quick to get fucking the numbers back. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, we know, like, when I look back on it, it's like, what a fucking good lesson. He could have maybe articulated himself yeah. better. Mm. But it's like... He, he's like me, straightforward. He's like, you want to get clean? Here we go. He has a phone with one number. Don't speak to anyone else. Don't go on social media. And that's 100% true because yeah. he's not saying don't speak to anyone in the fucking world. Else. He just means like the guys you're speaking to are fucking idiots. Yeah. Don't speak to them because every person you speak to right now, you can get a fucking dealer's number from. Yeah. Every person. Yeah. yeah. Every single person you're speaking to right now, you can, you know, like... If you want to fucking get far as an athlete or whatever, if every single you people that is on your phone now, you can go and fucking drink and uh, eat cheeseburgers with like that in one second. If you can, but you have no one on your phone to like go do a long run with you or go fucking wake up early with you and and go on the mountain with you because you're a woman. Then maybe you need yeah. to get different people. Yeah. Right? You need to have to look at different people. Because that's the biggest thing I picked up as an addict is when I went on drugs, I was still phoning my old friends and saying, will you come watch a movie with me on Friday? And they're like, can we take acid? Yeah. <laughs> In the movie theater. And we did. And that's, like, yeah. that's what yeah. Mindset Movement has given me. It's created a community where I can on a Saturday be like, yo, it's up to you. Let's go do a 25k. And if you can keep up with you. There, you I know? do my best. I try. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think yeah. B is so fucking fast because he loves to run with you guys like long runs so it actually keeps his heart rate so low so when he does his long runs he runs with you guys and he just runs so slow so he's just chilled what's well, slow for him right and I think that's like is a massive thing because it's like yeah. people just run their long runs way too fast and way too hard hey yeah. you're always running with like your clients with my clients I love, I love a, a long slow yes, run on a, yeah. on a Saturday it's like enjoy the mountain and I think it's also I mean if you're trying to race every weekend you're just going to get burnt yeah. out and or get injured 
And it's like, just enjoy your Saturday. And you have no burnout period. Like, you literally... Mm-hmm. Like, every time I see you, it looks like you just came off a beach. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, what I was going <laughs> to was Yeah, what I was going to say is that it really helps to do, like, what you love. When we were talking about sacrifice, you know. And I think maybe a lot of people haven't put in yeah, the time. Yeah, it doesn't end up feeling like work. It doesn't yeah. feel like work for me to get up and go and run 40Ks on a Saturday. It's like these people are like, fuck. I see these people like I don't know why my team follows them on Instagram, but I actually made a thing the other day. It's like the only I said the, the only thing difficult about your training is us having to listen to your fucking whining about it. It's like <laughs> these people not know yeah. how hard it is to train for a marathon. It's not now, but do they not do they not know they're gonna have to do long runs? Do they not know they're in <laughs> Cape Town where there's fucking wind? Do they not know that it rains? Do they not know this? Because all they do is whine about the wind and the mm. fucking, I'm so tired, I'm so fatigued, I can't wait for this to be over. Why did you fucking sign up? Yeah. Like if it was my clients, I'd be like, why are you doing this, bro? Are you doing this to, for an Instagram? I mean, most of these people are doing it for an Instagram post. And that's the difference, right? Like you two are, are very chilled about, you know what I mean? It's like the extreme things I make you people do, that people would make 500 Instagram stories about it. Like not one little thing from you people. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, did you even make an Instagram story when you ran through the night at that bar? No. <laughs> These people would be like, put their time there, look at the time, I'm running, blah, blah, blah. And you guys literally just do this because you fucking love it. And I think you also understand that it makes you mentally tough to run through the night yeah. and run and make you uncomfortable. And that's why you always sign up for it, right? Whereas like other people will be like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm not giving up my Saturday night. But you understand it's like, fuck me. Like, this is going to, I'm going to learn a lot about myself. Yeah. Right? And one day when you do 100 mile races and you run through the night, I mean, I've literally heard about people pulling out of races because it got fucking dark and they didn't know how to run. They, they got scared at night. Yeah. Like none of you well, training in Cape Town in winter is literally training in the dark. I mean, we yeah, wake I know, up in the morning, especially. Our oh, sessions yeah, I mean. start in the night and they end in the night. Well, you but know, a lot of people freak out, you know, like at three o'clock in the morning when they run through the night. I don't mean all of our camps are mainly through the it. night. And I love I it because love it pushes it. people out of their boundaries. I mean, our camps are literally designed for that. Like you, you go to sleep on Thursday, you wake up on Friday, Friday morning, you go to work the whole day. And then you drive three hours, you get there, you're probably almost fucking late. We start running, and then you run until the sun comes up. 12 hours Brr. straight. Yeah. I mean, Choppy ran for like 24, 24 hours. 24, yeah. Started seeing things and shit. That was fun. But it's like, how much do you learn about? I mean, the next camp is 24 hours, actually. Yeah. Oh, boy. So the next camp, work the whole day, rock up on Friday, run. Go for 24 fucking hours. I'm going to spice it up a little bit, so it's going to be cool. The people, like, so anyone can do it, right? But it's mm. more the mental thing, and it's like the, you know, just pushing yourself when you, you know, just, just, just doing, find, some, doing things when you don't feel like doing it. Finding it in yeah. yourself to keep going, yeah. because Instagram posts and your Strava likes are only going to get you fucking so, so far. Yeah. When you're in the shit and, you know, you haven't slept and the sun comes up and it's hot and you've been going for 12 hours and you still have another 12 hours and your legs are hurting and you're hating your fucking life, you don't 
There has to be something inside you to keep moving. Yeah. And that's what people need to understand. You know, it's like if you're doing all of this for kudos and for people to think you're fucking cool on Instagram, like it's only going to get you so far. Yeah. And I mean, we can, I can see from people, I know like they break, the people that post the most are normally the people that break the fucking fastest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like they, they're not doing it for themselves. Because I don't know everyone, but it's like, if you're doing something truly for yourself, you don't need to convince everyone yeah. about it. Like, you just do it. Like, waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, when last did you post, I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's what you do every fucking yeah. day. And it doesn't make you hardcore to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. You just have to do it before work. Yeah. Right? But it's just something that we do. Like, I was saying to Didier, when these people are posting about the time they wake up, that's like us posting about us brushing our fucking teeth. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's the same thing because it's something we do every single day. Yeah. So it loses yeah. its, it's, it novelty. loses its fucking your novelty. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I always, I was thinking about the other day when I was running through the rain, there was no one else <laughs> on the promenade. And I was, I was like, all these people that post about running in the rain, you know that they don't normally do that. Yeah. Because they have to like now make a big skeptical. About it. But if you yeah. always run through the rain, like... You know what I mean? Yeah. If you always run in the heat, if you always... It's just something you fucking do. You don't yeah. need to advertise it. Yeah, just over social media. Yeah, I, I think... Don't I don't know. I think what... I have a... It's a love-hate relationship with it. But with social media. Yeah, yeah. So yeah you I struggle a lot with Instagram. Yeah. You need it for Even work. The positive... Sh- yeah, I need it for work, for my business, for Metal Maiden. But it got to a point where even the positive cuck that people were spewing out was getting to me and I knew shit... Because some of them were so fake. We like, you yeah, know them in yeah, real life. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. go look at your Strava and then tell me how committed you fucking are, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, go, it's like, they do something for one week. They eat a diet for one week and every picture is of their diet food. And fucking Friday, they chow in burgers and then you never see from them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a problem, like, especially in our thing. I mean, like the fitness industry, it's like you need to like kind of like motivate, like show that you're doing this and mm. blah blah blah. But mm. I do it for a little bit and then I get so over it because it's just see yeah. how fake shit is. Yeah. It's like same. I was even getting like triggered by my own posts. <laughs> That's why I don't write like a race report anymore afterwards, or I just put like a one liner because. It does feel strange. Like I did it for 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 my my hundred K and stuff like that. I think but it's yeah, a very I just, fine. I, I, I I'm struggling with the yeah, the You don't want to get caught authenticity up. of it and, and stuff like that. And actually no one really fucking cares. Results fucking speak for themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially on your guys' level. Yeah. Like, what's cool about you guys is you guys are fucking good. So you guys can podium and you guys can win races. And rather just do that, bro, and then post your thing. Yeah. And just let the fucking work. Yeah. Whatever. But I think it's very dangerous when people are constantly trying to seek validation for what they're doing. Yeah. Like, on an everyday basis. And they're seeking validation for shit that they should just be doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if you want to fucking get better, you should be doing these things. You don't need to prove it to you. You know, and then it becomes like this whole... 
it's also like what you said, like I, I learned that if you put it out on social media before you've even done it, then your chances of actually doing it. Yeah, I mean, they've shown that scientifically yeah. that like, you know, people, Get when they talk about what they're going to do. I mean, I've had clients like that. They're always talking about what they're going to do and then they don't ever do it. Bro. Yeah. Because yeah. they've got all that dopamine. It's like, oh, everyone's like, oh, fuck, that's hectic, bro. And I'm just like, haven't done it yet. Like, you need to do the thing. Yeah. You know? But honestly, like, people get all the validation and then doing the actual thing doesn't matter anymore. And then it's a fucking some bullshit excuse on why they couldn't do it and they move on to the next thing that they're supposedly yeah. going to do. Like, I saw, this, I saw this guy comment on one of these influencers' posts, and I just fucking laughed. He said, bro, the other day you were doing a sub five and a mile, then you were going to do a marathon, and then you were going to do an ultramarathon. Now we haven't heard about you fucking running for the last six months. Like, no hate, bro, but, like, I just want to let people know that yeah. influencers are just full of fucking shit. And I just laughed, and I was just like, more of this, please. Yeah. <laughs> more yeah. of this, because it's like, these people need to stop getting away with this shit. Because people fall for it, bro. Yeah. People fall for it. Like, it's so fucking fake. <laughs> I see straight through it. I see right through it. Yeah, I don't really have much time for it anymore. Um, I wanted to talk about how... Like, how I've kind of changed my mindset as well from from when I first started with you guys to where I am now, where mm-hmm. I was like all in or nothing. Um, and you know, since getting injured and having this knee injury, I've really had to um, learn or, or, or see where I was going wrong with my own self-worth. So I was putting a lot of my own value on my ability to run. And now not being able to, for a few days I did sit with this uncomfortable, like, Oh, and just having a conversation with you, Kyle, about, you know, now I've taken myself out for X amount of weeks. There's nothing I can do about it. I have to radically accept that. Accepting that and then refocusing my, um, my energy into something different. Yeah, it's really helped me to get through this last, these past, this past month. But what you can understand is like, like what I said to you is you can't run. But, like, you have so much fucking confidence and mm, evidence mm. in what you can do. Like, dude. You told me one thing. You said, if you put as much... And if you, if you put as much work into your business as you do into your... Like, you do in your training, you'll fucking be successful. So How will you not it. succeed? Yeah. How will so that's you? what I'm trying to do And when now. I'm talking about that, it's not like you're just literally going to put that much effort in, but like if you put everything in, if you put that much effort, that much adaptability, that much yeah. resilience, that much fucking stepping back, that much like not like not quitting because obviously in, like, in other business, areas of your life, yeah, in yeah. business you hit so many things. I mean yeah. like, like video can see, we try something we try these fucking videos, people don't watch these videos, now we're gonna try something else with a course. But it's like, we just wanna make people better. But we don't go, oh, fuck these people, they don't care mm. about themselves, because I care about them. So I'm gonna find a way to get it into these yeah. people's heads yeah. how to improve themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how business is, right? And I've learned that from Ultra, because it's like, cool, 
I run and I get these blisters. I know, I just take my shoes off, pop the fucking blisters, plaster them up, carry on fucking running. People don't realize that in the beginning. And they run with this blister in their shoe and they're like, oh, fuck, I can't run. And they quit. Mm. And I've done that before. But you quit because you're like, I don't know how to pop these blisters. I don't know how to fix it. But then you learn how to fix it. You know, you get stomach issues or you're vomiting and stuff. You can carry on running for fucking 10 hours after that. You know what I mean? You can just fix it. You can carry on going. You feel like giving up. You run for 20 more minutes. You feel like it. You know all of this from running, right? So when, it, when you translate that into business, bro, shit's going to happen. You got, you, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna study marketing or spend so much time fucking working out the perfect adverse and you're going to put it out and fuck all is going to happen. You're going to lose yeah. all your money. Most people then go, oh, fuck it, this is not made for me. Yeah. What do we do? Okay, how do we fix this advert? We need to fix this advert. We need to do this. Okay, I'm going to try this. Try this doesn't work. We try something else. We always, you know, we... Anyone, you know, you have the same goal and you just got to fucking find your way there. You know what I mean? And like I've always said, it's not... People think it's like... A to B. It's not, bro. No. Like it's A, A1, A2, A3, A4, <laughs> A5. Like you're always hitting different directions because yeah. you're snagging shit. Yeah. But one day you'll fucking work it out. And once you've worked it out, then it's fucking easy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the running thing for me was the hardest thing. Now, like to me, like it's so easy. You just yeah. have to fucking trust the process. Yeah. And you just have to do your strength work and you just look... You just have to trust the process. And still, it won't go your way. But that's cool, bro. Because fuck it. Imagine it was so easy. Imagine imagine you open up a business and you just made fucking millions. You would be doing cocaine in the next week. It would be so boring. Yeah. Imagine you just started running and you were just fucking... Never got injured. You just never got injured and you were winning everything and blah, blah, blah. Like, cool story, bro. Like, that's cool. And there are people like that. But I don't really care about their story. No, <laughs> like, I'm learning more from this injury about myself than I have, yeah. In you know what I mean? Time. It's like, and it's cool for you. You know, do your business, do that shit. Like, in, it all, in the end of the day, the way I see it is like, if you're, if you're, a fuck, if you're writing your own book, like, how many people would read it, right? Mm. And like, my book's wild. But, yeah. and it's cool. And... I'll do everything to fucking make it. And I mean, someone, I think two people now have asked me to write a book. And I'm like, it's not finished, bro. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not finished. My book's not finished. Like, I need the proper ending. And I'm not where I'm at yeah. to have the proper ending. And one day I'll have the fucking proper ending. But I, there's a much better ending for me. Like, and I understand, like, in those people's, those people knew me. One of those people were, 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 was a club owner that I used to go to when I was, like, 16. And he used to tell the bouncers, why the fuck is this guy so early? Like, fuck, this is going to be a bad night. And now he's just like, how did you make it this far? But he understands where I've come from, yeah. whatever. My ending's still not good enough. No. And one day, like, it will have it. I'll have it. But I'm writing that thing. And every time I get injured and stuff, I'm like... I just see it as a different fucking challenge. An opportunity to grow. It's just yeah. like an opportunity. And it's like how you overcome. Because, I mean, you, you only... Essentially, you only fail when you quit, right? And, you know, if you quit too soon, you got a shit ending. Yeah. I think, I think that's what just keeps me going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think also setbacks can reveal things about your life that you didn't know. Yeah. And obviously, in your situation, you injured your knee and you thought that running was keeping you clean. You thought that running was maintaining your self-worth. And now that it's been taken away, it's actually showing you that that's not true, right? No, I, 
um, totally have other things that give me a sense of self-worth and what's important now is like I'm actually enjoying this time off I'm putting a little bit of more effort into spending time with family and friends because mm. I know that once I do go back to training I'm not going to have that opportunity as often as I do now so it's just a matter of of you know falling into this time that I see myself in and really getting the most out of it you know um has there been a time like since you got clean this in the last two and a half years where you've been like afraid that you might relapse or something has happened actually um yeah it's been quite recently Mm. um yeah i've been very angry lately uh but it's got to do with um things that are going on in my family and stuff like that at the moment and not too long ago I, I the thought of drinking came into my head um, and it was when I was angry anger kind of like makes me want to just say fuck it you know yeah. but um, because I'm strong enough and I've, I've learned my different coping mechanisms I can now sit in that uncomfortable feeling and get over it. Um, I play that movie forward or I take myself for a walk. I just look at my two dogs and they immediately bring me out of that moment. Um, but yeah, I have, I have definitely had moments where I'm, where I'm afraid of relapsing. But I also know, like, I kind of feel like I'll, I, I won't pick up because I've worked so fucking hard to gain the trust back from my mom, my sister, my brother, and my dad, that if I were to go and pick up now, I'm throwing that all away. I'm sh- I will it's a fucking, fucking I will slap in their face. My, I will yeah. lock you in the fucking, are you joking? Yeah, I mean, I Kyle's always said that I can call him if, if, if anything ever comes up, like, but... I think I will call you if I ever feel like. What do you mean you think? That. Yeah, no, I will. <laughs> you will now. Yeah. I'll I, fucking make you do plenty clip repeats until you fucking yeah, get over it. Yeah. No, but you. No, but it, it it is it is still there. The thought is always there. You know what I mean. But just it's gotten easier over the last two and a half years to acknowledge that thought, recognize it, mm. accept it, feel it. And let it go. Just play the movie, like... Yeah, playing that movie That is forward. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What? Like, even the thought of doing it. It's like, what would the whole point be? Like, ugh, you would throw so much away. I know, yeah. You know what you'd feel like? Yeah. Can you imagine what you would feel like if you used again? I would feel embarrassed. I'd feel like... Actually, I think... Like, you know what's also, like, cool? It's like, you know how many people look up to you? Yeah. Like, when It'll you came to us... People, I'm not saying our people, but I'm sure people hated you and thought you were trash, right? Like there's people that think I'm trash. There's people that still yeah. think I'm trash. 100%. Yeah. But it's like you now have so much respect from people, mm. and I think that also helps you a lot because yeah, it helps. It changes same. your. It's like I. Well, I respect myself your, now. Yeah, it changes your fucking viewpoints on yourself because yeah. you have all these people around you that are like, "Your Miranda's hectic. Like Miranda's cool. Check Miranda fucking." 
jeez, bro, that chick pushes or like, fuck, a chick trains so well. I wish I could run like Miranda. And then it's like, that becomes your viewpoint of yourself. Whereas when you were using and stuff, your viewpoint is, I'm a piece of shit because yeah. you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And everyone thinks you're a piece of shit because you are a piece of shit. So you're just like, well, I'm a piece of shit. And when, that's the hardest. Honestly, I don't like going back to Joburg because when I see people, it's like, I don't feel like explaining to them that I'm not this person anymore. Like, I actually like yeah. it meeting Cape Town, yeah. It's like, even when he gets clients from Joburg and they're like, oh, I went to school with Carl, like Jonathan, and then I'm just like, I don't even know how that person sees me because I was such a screw up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I hope they can yeah. see me in this light now. But it's like, the way people view you often can like fucking... Um... Yeah, it keeps me in check, for sure, 100%. Um, but yeah, I just also think boils down to the fact that I respect myself more now that I wouldn't want to, to throw away the hard work that I've put in. And if you ever feel like that, then you need to go back to meetings and... Yeah, exactly. And then I do feel like that. What do I do? Instead of not asking for help, I will reach out and call someone. So Can I, I will speak to my sister. Can I tell you that I truly in my heart believe that you won't ever go back on drugs. I've never had... I've not stressed about you one time no. since you stopped running. Like Since you got injured, I've never had a thought in my mind, fuck, I hope she doesn't relapse. No. So I understand that that's what I think of you. Thank you. So Tom. think about your fucking self. Yeah. Because I, no, I'll I never get, I'll never go back. I would be fucking shocked. Yeah. I would help you and lock you up, and fucking lose my shit. But it's like yeah, but I mean I understand where you're coming from. Like two years, and that's what people also must understand. Like two years. Two years is not a long time to be clean and you can't take your foot off the throttle. No, and I also I can't say never. I said never earlier. You can never say never. It's only just for today I can make that decision. I'm still living just for today. People like, Every day. Yeah, I, I see a lot of people like, obviously you get excited and it's like, oh, I've been clean for six months. My whole life has changed. Let me do some podcasts and tell people how to live their life. And I'm like, for six, I've, I've been high for longer than six months. I've like yeah. been on a binge for six months before. Yeah. Like six months is not long. Like, you, you, you can't... So, yeah, I was a bit shocked that you said that, but, like, I'm glad that you're aware that two years is two years. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, me, I don't even think... Like, I'm... I don't know. I think I'm fucking over it, but, like, seven yeah. years... Seven years is half of what I used. But I just couldn't... I just couldn't... I can't see it. Like, I can't... Ugh, I can't see it. The thought of it still frightens me. I get massive anxiety thinking about... A line or a drag of a spliff or a shot of tequila. Like the actual thought makes my heart race. And I'd rather, mm. yeah, not even go there. Stick to, stick to more than caffeine, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is bananas. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Miranda. Pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me. You are me. shot for coming and chatting with us. You are an inspiration to drug addicts out there. <laughs> you inspire me sometimes. Definitely inspire me. She does, eh? She does, yeah. I just Thank fucking you. like that you're always up for fucking something. <laughs> like, <laughs> oof. And, and just the way you support people in the community. I really respect that about you. Like, you, you will fucking... you. You, 
I think you understand what support feels like, so you you support everyone. Like you and Kelly, fucking hell. Like you and Kelly are. <laughs> it's like they will give up. Like no, I've got a long run, but I will run to you and help you with your thing, and then I'll run home just to make sure I keep it. It's, it's just yeah. amazing, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, you know, sometimes it's so hard to get people to help, but like, you, sometimes I have to be like Miranda. You've got a fucking race. Like, don't do yeah, that. Gonna, yeah. No, I've gotten so much from this community, and I think the only right thing to do is give back. Because you can only have, keep what you have by giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 90 minutes. Like a thing. Thanks, everyone.